Welcome back to another edition of the Comics Pals Book Club. I'm your host this month, Pete Imbessi, joined, as always, by my pal and podcasting, Mr. Marco Cunolata. Hello. What's going on, man? So two book clubs in a row, two X-Men books, both hosted by me. What oh. a treat for the listeners. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting because I think I feel like we're both big fans of the X-Men generally, like outside of yeah. what's been going on with Hickman and like everything else, but like generally we're we're on that level. So yeah, exciting, exciting. Yeah, all the all the X Men experts on the show are right here. You know, <laughs> all of them, everyone. Of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's uh, you and I definitely have a soft spot for this era of X Men. Um, yes. Speaking of which era of X Men we're talking about, I should probably introduce the book. Uh, can you tell I wasn't supposed to host this one? This one but... is on New Mutants Demon Bear, uh, which we're we're only going to be fo- we read the entire trilogy saga but we've decided to focus on the original uh by chris writer chris chris claremont pencilers bob macleod and sal buscema inkers mike gustavich uh with tom mandrake and kim demolder uh with colors by glennis ween and it uh is excerpts from new mutants number one number three and number 17 so this is the original demon bear saga which focuses all around danielle moonstar uh, who has gone by a bunch of different names, uh, but at the time was going by Psych. Uh, and the the setup, more or less, is that there is she is haunted by these visions of a uh, a demon bear that was supposed to be responsible for her parents' murder. And years later, after she's come and joined the X Men, uh, specifically the New Mutants, um, she is revisited by this uh, this ghastly figure, and uh, it's, it's you know returned to wreak havoc again. So um, we chose this book because it seemed to be the closest analog to the I can't believe is actually coming out film New Mutants, uh, which nobody, also has nobody can believe it was coming out film. <laughs> Yeah, I. God bless him. Yeah, and, and, uh, which also sorry, has a horror bend. I, I did just want to also note that uh, Bill Sinkovich is one of the the artists for for this series as well. Uh, did I said his name? Didn't I? I think you just hit Bob McCloud. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did the covers and stuff. No, uh, no, he did the the interiors for um for the actual remainder of the series. So the for the, which he was in uh for for seventeen eighteen all that. Oh really? Yeah yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the credits on the um on like the TPB and it only says one three and seventeen and it only lists Bob and Sal. That's so weird. On the actual like on the in the individual issues, it has him as the uh, as the artist, like like huh. on the covers and the on the the pages. Chris Claremont, Bill Bill Sinkovich, Glennis Ween, Tom Orzakowski. Interesting. Well, uh, they all contributed to some degree, so. Shout outs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, yeah. So th- this this whole, you know, bit is is definitely seems to be at least in part the inspiration for uh, for the New Mutants film that we're getting now, which does have like a horror bend. It takes place in a hospital. A lot of those elements originate from this run. So we decided uh, what better way to celebrate the, f- the film, uh, you know, trudging its way across the finish line than to revisit the source material here. So uh, let's dive into it with our spoiler free thoughts, Marco. Uh, first of all, have had, had you ever read this saga before? Was this your first blush at it? What was the deal? Yeah, so this was the first time I'd ever read it. I've heard of it. I um, I was reading the older X Men stuff, and I do remember there being like you know mentioned in sort of like the back matter and stuff of what I had been reading. You know, check out the the New Mutants, and then especially when this right. arc had been coming out. So uh, I, I was definitely aware of it, but this was the first time that I 
had read it and I I love this. Like this is to me the comics that I enjoy from the 80s. This is the superhero stuff that I really enjoy. I, I like that Claremont is very verbose. Uh, I like the experimental art style, the weird sort of uh, graphic design introductions. It's it's really cool. This is like the weird lighting and stuff. Yeah, this is this yeah. is my kind of shit. I, I I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, and I mean it's horror too, right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I had never read this one either. Uh, I am similarly a big fan of this era of of X Men and Mar- Marvel in general, but specifically X Men and Spider Man. And um, th- this is definitely where where I'm the most at home with the X-Men. But even I have not really read much of the New Mutants from this era. I've read some of it here and there and a few trades. But I, I never I never read this one before. And I don't think I'd even heard of it before yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. So I, I this was a real treat. I really enjoyed this because, like you said, this is, this is very much like my X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, is this time period. And finding you know new corners of it that i haven't explored yet it kind of makes me want to go read the whole run you know yeah actually yeah i so while i was reading the x-men stuff this had split off and i picked up a couple of the first few issues in ter- just in terms of like actually getting like the the first trade and yeah. um there was enough there to keep me going but i, I just didn't continue because i'm like all right I'm, I'm on this specific mission to get as far as i can within the x-men so i didn't continue but but this yeah similarly definitely has want me wants me to to come back and revisit this era especially because like this this alone was awesome yeah and I mean I haven't I haven't even read the stuff that I have read in you know over ten years at this point for mm-hmm. some of it so kind of has me thinking like eh, maybe maybe Yo, that would be fun it's time to go back son yeah maybe maybe there's a show there <laughs> oh but so yeah so let's let's you know so we both liked it. You know, we're both fans of this era of X-Men, so uh, pretty easy sell for us. So let's jump into the spoiler full section. So what what about this? Like, you said you'd heard about this before, right? So what was your expectation going into it? And, like, how did that match with what we actually got here? Because so, I went in totally blind. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd always heard good things about it. And so because of that, I, w- I was confident that whatever we were going to pick up was going to be something I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I do know that the, the Longbox Boys actually did a they also did a review of this but i had been sort of holding off until i gotten a chance to read it because i knew it until their show was over yeah (laughs) yeah so i can go back into it um but yeah i mean i i heard a lot about it just in terms of buzz it was a good book it was artsy that kind of stuff and so it was it was good that it matched my expectations and in some parts succeeded all right so yeah i mean it's it's tough on i guess where to begin rather than just you know, I guess jumping into where the kind of the action gets going, right? Mm-hmm. We we get this this concept of of this demon bear established uh, between a conversation between um oh my gosh, what's her name? The Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Yeah, Wolfsbane and um and Moonstar, and you know we kind of get the backstory of like how how this all played out and what this bear means to to her and and what it signifies and everything and like why it would be showing up out of nowhere now um, with the death of her grandfather and it immediately goes from that into uh, in New Mutants three we get the the first real taste of horror you know where it's that very classic like you know it's a dark and stormy night and there's flashes of light lightning and the monster appears in the window and like it's it's uh it's it's great imagery and it's not your typical fare for for an x-men book 
you know, and and I think that was the that was where I really started getting into it. You know, it's it, it was kind of like okay, cool. This this gives me an idea of what to expect, and it's certainly not what I was thinking. You yes. know, like I I knew that there was a horror bend to the book, but um, I guess I wasn't expecting as this this distinct like horror imagery. Yeah. You know, yeah, it it, it definitely hooks you in uh, at that at that start, and I do like that. You know, this was typical Claremont. He would do something, you know, if, well, using this as an example, he, he would do something issue three and then like sprinkle it here in issue like whatever seven and actually bring it to, to fruition. So I do, I do enjoy those elements. And I would think that reading it week to week or having read it, reading the entire series would have been, you know, pretty cool to sort of experience. Um, but having it condensed here also kind of just in, in this shorter time frame also kind of accelerates the, the tension because you know that ultimately it's something that's going to be coming. But because you have these little sort of interludes and these excerpts from uh, the other issues that it definitely allows for that tension to build uh, as sort of a kind of like an introduction and prelude. I guess. Yeah, because I mean, the the first three issues that that were you know that have those excerpts right from the original New Mutant stuff, they're like you said, they're pretty far apart. It's mm-hmm. like one, three, and then seventeen. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's like it was a slow burn, and then it isn't until the um the Death Hunt storyline, which is where Bill Sickowitz comes in. Thank you again for calling me out on that. That is where we really get into the meat of it. But by that point, like you've already gotten some strong, like you have all the pieces, right? All the pieces mm-hmm. of the puzzle are on the board, and you can kind of just get into like the action. And I feel like Bob's style is a lot more classic, you yes. know. And and Sinkowitz really does some some interesting stuff. Like even just that first page, right? Where yes. it's like the bear's face and like it's the checkerboard of like a blanket kind of you know, like like there there's some really, really striking moments uh in in the book and, and some really strong work, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is similarly to I think um, when Swamp Thing was coming out it has this very like ink heavy sc- sort of sort of scratchy um, but more like a yeah. um, like hatching style so like, mm-hmm. you can kind of let like ink be um, making these lines these these sharp distinct lines and and sort of like an etching look so yeah. Yeah, which was which was a very of the time too. You yeah. know, like there was a lot of those British comics that have that really inky style and that scratchy kind of style, and it, it's a lot different than what Bob did. But uh, but it works. Yeah, particularly for this kind of story, I think. Um, and the color work similarly is really really good. Yeah, that definitely stands out. Uh, as much as the the actual art and like line work does, the uh, it helps accentuate and really like pop things or make things pop rather yeah like um like something as simple as like the moment where you have uh you have the conversation with it's when it's when uh magic has lockheed around her shoulders mm-hmm. and she's like being illuminated by the light oh sure, sure. you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah like they're, they're just lots of like cool choices like that and it's unfortunate because i think there are times where this style really really works and then you can even look on like that same page though like later on the bottom left panel like oh my god how how messy some of it looks yeah you know like and and that was the style at the time Mm -hmm. so like i can forgive it to some degree but like it definitely is peaks and valleys i think of like how well the really heavy inky style is to the benefit or not you right. know yeah yep. it's so funny to think like how different comics are made now though like there aren't and like no one's an inker you know that's not like a thing anymore uh yeah it's like well 
with, with like digital comics to like a, I guess a certain degree they're not yeah it's not in the same way right, right like right. I mean like the inks are such a big part of what this looks like mm-hmm. yep you know yeah, yeah. and it has a it has an analog feel to it it has a tactical feel to it that I don't think you get with stuff that's digitally colored and not for better or worse right it's just different it's a different style yeah, and then uh, just with respect to the colors, you know, the, the the palette was much more limited, so you have to be able to use these these more contrasts, or yeah. these more contrasting colors uh, to to allow for you to do like, for example, um, in those in those opening pages of issue seventeen where. You're seeing the explosion. You're seeing like primary white, yellow, orange, and red. There's no, there's a gradient, but it's very gradual. Where nowadays you can kind of just like gradate that color to to a certain degree. You have to use yeah. like these four primary colors to really get that effect. Um, the purple in the following page to accentuate, you know, the the sort of messiness in the background. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's a lot of really good work here, and it, it not not as like a value judgment of like what's you know better or worse. It's just like I appreciate this style, right? You know, and and it's a style that you don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, I I think the art is really what what stands out here. You know, right. Um, because like you said, like, I, I'm a fan of, of Claremont, like, and I, I like his verbose, like, you know, <laughs> like very caption heavy, you know, like style. Like it, it's it's a style that I am accustomed to and a fan of, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's none of the dialogue or even like the real meat of the story that makes this super interesting. I think it really is like the art and the unique paneling and the color work and the inking that like makes it really like a cut above just, you know, just a random arc on a monthly right because i feel like if you had given this a bomb cloud it'd be it would just have a totally different energy it wouldn't be as uh, hurry it wouldn't have these i think harsh color con contrasts it'd be it'd be much more subdued i think mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> um what did uh just because i have like an affection for them but i i always like seeing the the thought bubbles oh yeah like like versus just having because like nowadays it's just like caption 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 right you can't you can't have something like internally monologuing necessarily yeah well because it's weird right because like when you think about the way the comics were made when this was contemporary right like you had the dialogue you had internal monologue and then you had the captions which were like for the author to communicate to the reader yeah, like, like narration yeah it's, it's it's like very much like um you know like old tv shows or something right, right. Like, where it's like oh like let's see what the new mutants are up to <laughs> this week gang you know like it, it has that kind of vibe to it right and we don't get that anymore right because like now internal dialogue is usually relegated to captions yeah and so you don't really have thought bubbles you know like that is such a time and place thing mm-hmm. and and like it's funny too because a lot of times it's very like expository it's very like oh this might be your first comic so i need to explain to you like what mutants are in the thought bubble yeah yeah it does that a you lot know? yeah and sh- stuff like that that uh if we, if we were talking about a modern book, we would complain about that. We'd right. be like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know, like I remember we, we, yeah, we joked, we joked about that in X Men number one, I think. You know, or like some of the dialogue was very like old school expository. It was like, Maybe, yeah. "Ah, this island of mutants, the mutant <laughs> paradise," and it's like, "Yeah, we know, we all live here." Like, <laughs> the island of mutants, the mutants who are people, but not people, but but they have whatever. powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We could never tell anyone that we're mutants, <laughs> <laughs> an evolved species of humanity. Like, so you know, it, it it's a style. It's a, it's a style. It's a time and place thing. It's a way that that comics used to be done. You know, mm-hmm. and like. It's funny because I think like there there are definitely things about it that are hokey, you know, that like sure. feel like um, I, I don't even know. Hokey is, I guess, the right word. It, it, it feels like 
silly almost, you know, and like so old fashioned. Uh, but there's a charm to it, Absolutely. you know, and 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 I think um, I, I really enjoy going back to some of these old books, you know, and like they don't all hold up as well as something like this does, mm-hmm. but when they do, I, I they're they're like a really fun time capsule. Yes, you know, and it and it it reminds you, or not necessarily reminds you, but I think it contextualizes how much history there is to comics. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. because it isn't just like yeah, no, like I know that the X Men have been around for like you know. 50 years or whatever, or 60 years or, you know, whatever. Um, I actually don't know off the top of my head how old they are. Uh, like 60s, <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I think it's been like 60 years. Isn't it like 60? It's like late 60s though, right? I don't remember. My, either way, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I can on paper talk about the fact, right? That it's like, oh, they came out in the Silver Age and it was around this. And yeah. this is the context of it. But like actually reading different periods of work and stuff like that really, I think helps give, give you a sense of the history there because of like how much things have changed mm-hmm. you know and like how used how used you or how used you are that's not a that's not a good way to say that how how much you get used to the way that modern comics deliver a story versus the way that they used to yeah, yeah you yeah. know and yeah it's it's uh i mean it's great because this is i think just great work but it's also especially for like what we like to do you know like when you're talking about the craft and everything like it's uh it's, it's a it's a meaningful trip down memory lane i think mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm not as familiar with all of these characters the only one that i really know is Ileana because she was part of the x-men here and there uh as colossus's younger sister yeah so like do you have connections to any of these other characters outside of outside of danny or let's say like Ileana? i i wouldn't say that i have connections to them but i am aware of them okay you know like okay. like bobby roberto uh, DaCosta is like he's been a fixture of the X-Men like off and on you know a lot uh, what's her name I, Wolfsbane is like another character that like I'm like casually familiar with you know so like a few of them but I'm not by and large um, like Mara I, for, I think was her name Amara Amara, Amara was yeah. yeah I was not familiar with her the magma girl yeah like not at all like and like uh, same with um with like Sam like Cannonball like I know cannonball by name yeah same yeah but uh, yeah if you told me sam guthrie like mm, couldn't point him i wouldn't yeah right like that doesn't mean anything to me right even though he's like a character i'm like kind of familiar with right you know so like yeah like th- there's like a mostly fresh cast for me okay they're characters i really know in like name only aside from roberto like i i have like a bit more of an understanding of him like if you asked me like i could give you a rough outline of his like journey as an ex character you know um just He's been a major player in like a few other events and stuff. Being being that we're both unfamiliar, uh, how did how did you like how did you like each of the characters? How did they sort of play together? Did did was that was that something that that really worked for you? Um, yeah, but I, not in a super meaningful way. If I'm being honest, like I think I think it's like serviceable in terms of I they all have different voices and different personalities to some degree, and like I get their relationships to each other and how they're bouncing off of each other. Like that all comes across even as someone who's not super familiar with them, but. I I don't I don't think that there's like a lot of super meaningful character work here that isn't focused on um uh I keep forgetting Danny, her name Danny, Danny yeah. yeah Danny cuz it's like about her it's about her and this thing that's from her past and how it relates to her family and the rest of the characters are just kind of supporting players you know yeah and and, and i say that because um she's definitely the like the main driver but she's only in like an issue right because she's like under the knife the whole time right right so like i think that's it it, it almost reminds me of like the hangover (laughs) 
<laughs> you know where it's like the main character like gets oh, yeah. taken out right in the beginning yeah. <laughs> and it's just like oh, okay i guess i guess they're not that important yeah because i because i think like for the rest of the characters like there's not they don't have much skin in the game aside from the fact that it's like well danny's our friend and we're trying to save her and our lives are at risk yeah so like it it feels to me almost like a classic horror setup where it's like yeah they're these like archetype teenagers and like i get who they are and some of them get along and some of them don't and okay yeah like it works it works because i think the the writing is good enough in terms of like making their you know their motivations and their characterization come across enough to the point where you can get what you need to get out of it and you know enjoy the thrust of the narrative yeah yeah i i think i think i i i'm similar to you in that it was it definitely worked i think it, it worked a little more for me i the the way that chris claremont sort of writes them i like the sort of style and the way that he kind of explains for example i think it was i think it was roberto who liked um amara or something or no sam no rather, no sam, that was rather. sam yeah yeah, that, yeah. And, cannonball like I'm, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, like he sets up the the to your point, like the archetypes. Uh, but I think he uses them pretty effectively without needing to sort of get too deep into them. Um, cause, yeah, yeah. Because like when you think about that scene, right? Like, because this is the funny thing when you talk about some of these comic writers, right? Like it, from this era, some of the the writing is very like hack hackneyed you know like it's very like stilted and, and like you you wouldn't give these guys uh, an award for for dialogue right but uh, but when you think about it from like a pure like storytelling uh, angle mm -hmm. that that whole mo like the way that he establishes those minor beats tell you a lot about the characters yeah right so like okay Sam has feelings for Amara and he's not able to really express them. So that gives you information about him as a character who's insecure or not confident right. or whatever, right? And with, uh, with, um, oh crap, I had another one. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So then when Magic does the thing to save Amara, oh, that's right. After she gets infected and he freaks out, yeah, right? Yeah. That also speaks to, a broader thing of the fact that like oh hey like they really don't trust magic right like it's not just wolfsbane who because she's very vocal about the fact that she doesn't trust her or like her right you know? and both vocally and through our her entire monologue but like having the leader of the group do that to someone who's he's supposed to be leading right like that speaks volumes about like her relationship to the rest of the group, mm -hmm. you know, through a moment rather than being like magic always felt like an outsider, you know, like, <laughs> so, you know, th there's, there's some really, really good work there, I think. And, and not in terms of like character work, right. Sure. Where it's like, yeah. these characters are so fleshed out and I've seen them go on this journey. It's more like, even in this limited scope, we get enough of them to understand who they are and what they care about. Right. Right. And that allows you to identify with them when bad things happen. Yep. You know, or when they're put in a situation where their lives are at risk, you know, or uh or or whatever, right? Because even through like little things, right? Like they talk about like um they hint at the fact that like Roberto's uh his girlfriend it, part of his origin story is that his girlfriend dies uh saving oh. him and he says like i can't lose you like i lost her you know uh... and same thing with danny right where like she doesn't have a family the new mutants are her surrogate family right you know even that right like it's through these little things where it's like oh like these characters have found a surrogate family with one another so like obviously like aside from the fact that like a friend is in danger in the hospital or whatever right like it's it's also this familial thing like and there's there's a lot of work that goes in there um, that I think is the reason it works as well as it does, even though we 
don't know the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I walked into this not knowing who they are. And you can pick it up as if it's your first issue and get a sense for it and start following it. Right. right? And like, that's how comics used to be written. And that's hard, right? Like, how do you tell a good, meaningful story that moves things forward every issue, but also serves as the beginning for everyone? <laughs> at any given time right you know right, it's, right. It's, that's why you have some of that stuff yeah it's a, it's a slow drip beat over time but it's enough in it's enough contextualized in like a single issue that to again to like try to hook you in and and keep it there for the long haul yeah it's like a true serial right yeah. like it's 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 like more it's more like picking up a sitcom or something like that you know or it's like oh i could just pick up i can watch in the middle and like who are these characters how do they relate to each other okay i get it they're friends they're not got it you know yeah yo how badass is danny son like we only get her for that one issue but the entire time she is stone cold boss yeah dude she's like when she goes out into the woods with just the bow and arrow i was like that's that's badass (laughs) (laughs) all right respect one and then two you're like again like in this limited scope you're just determined and and that speaks volumes to this person and obviously she she ends up getting like bodied by by the demon bear in this super violent way yeah where she's just like absolutely eviscerated yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I, i did enjoy the the way it sort of picks up right after where it's super hectic and i think Sinkowicz uses uses like the the severity of of her wounds to to really be able to translate a lot. So, uh, or rather, to tr- to be able to translate a lot of like the motion and, and what's going on in the in the scene work. So, mm-hmm. even even the opening page, it, it literally opens the red. Yes, exactly. And the the contrast with the blues from their coat and mm-hmm. like yeah, it's very bold. It's striking, right? You know, uh, and then the panels are just like they're 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 stilted. They're they're sort of oddly shaped. It's just there, there's that one scene where he just tosses her blood coat like against yeah. the wall against the white it's like the reds are so bold yeah. and like the fact that it's just like these reds and like these like soft pinks and then like there's like the the nurse or maybe she's a doctor the doctor i think in the foreground mm-hmm. where she's in full color oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. like there's just good work there you know and like and even just in little things where like you know like in that same scene right like the fact that they give sam a purple hat you know like it's like oh cool like you have like this these visual touchstones to like immediately identify like which character is which yeah you know yeah, it, it's just, it's really good. It, it, it communicates the story visually very well. Like, I think, I think Sean always likes to bring this up. I think this is one of those comics where you could take all the, con- like, all of the dialogue and stuff out, and you'd still be able to get a sense of what's happening. Right, yeah, yeah, Because absolutely. it's so expressive, and, like, you get how you're supposed to feel because of the color theory, and, like how strong some of these, um, you know, just some of the moments are, right? Like, uh, I think it's a few pages two three pages after the one we were just talking about mm-hmm. uh where there's the shot of roberto and he's in he's looking in the window and he's like why did we have to why did it have to snow tonight we're stuck in this hospital we should be home following that monster's trail oh, and yeah. he's yellow and he, he's his fists are clenched and his face is all scrunched up and you can feel like the anxiety and how much he feels powerless and like he's got the red behind him and it, you know it's like it's that very like uh intense kind of like framing you know of these very personal uh, emotional moments mm-hmm. yeah um i think he I think he really translates body body movement and, and facial expression really well and that just elevates the and basically anything that is being written just gets elevated and, and made that much more intense because of that yeah yeah like uh because again like right like look like two pages later or no one yeah two pages later it's the first panel and this is like after roberto calms down i'm just calling bobby they call him Bobby. Uh, 
after he calms down, right? Like his he's like kind of slunched. He's got his hands in his pockets. Like you know, his his body language is very um, like he he's kind of he, you can see visually that he's come down mm-hmm. from where we saw him, right? And uh, that that's the kind of stuff that you point out when it's good and you dig people when it's real bad. But yeah. there's a lot of middling stuff that we kind of just accept, mm-hmm. you know. And there's not there's not like it's not like that, you know. There's a lot of just really like close up shots of people's faces and and you know like what you can really get a sense for what. They're thinking and feeling yeah absolutely and in horror that's so important yeah yeah absolutely uh the the pacing of that to your point you know being able to to take it from like an an accelerated moment to and then like decompress it like like you're basically playing with that sort of tension and release Mm -hmm. the how did you feel about the having danny be in in the hospital for the entire time like i i didn't realize that that's what the story was about i thought there was gonna be more action more sort of um that was the one thing that uh, i mentioned earlier something that exceeded my expectation because i actually very much enjoyed them having to rally around her while she's you know fighting for her life they're fighting for her life and their life like i I like the yeah. the contrasts. Yeah, I think it's important to because it, it's a shame that she gets sidelined because it's really her fight. Yeah, yeah. But I think at the same time, that's kind of why the story works is because it, it gives it real stakes. And especially at this point in time, like X-Men die, you know, like it's not there. It's not it wouldn't be crazy for her to die in this story. Yeah, yeah. So it gives it a real sense of that there are stakes here and that their actions matter, right? Like this character's life is in the ba- is is in, you know, the balance and as we established, right, with the whole familial thing, like that's something that they all have stake in, right? Like this is their friend, this is their teammate, this is their, you know, family whatever. Like that that's why it has so much weight cuz it's not just if we fail we die, it's also if we fail, you know, we fail Danny. Right, yeah, yep. Mhm. It gives it stakes. Yeah, yo, the bear, the bear. Uh, well, listeners, you can you can uh, check out the, the 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 image of the bear that we'll put up when we first make this announcement, so you can go back and check that out. But this bear is menacing, and I I love how he Singlewish plays with the size because the proportion, yeah, right, because it makes him <clears throat> not only towering. No, there's another word. So to the B, I think like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, um, like imposing, imposing foreboding, maybe. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, it just it, it it fills up the space in a really effective way that makes it so that you can feel like you're like you don't have room. You 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 literally don't have the room to to breathe, and neither does the panel. Neither does the character about to face this this monstrosity. Yeah, like he's like regularly breaking out of the panel, yep. you know. And there's there's a few times where it's so so cool the way that Sinkowitz makes use of of uh of like black space. Yeah, you know, like uh. What is it? I think it's the first time. I think it's the first time when they actually start fighting him. Like in the hospital? Yeah. And there's that scene where um, Magic and Bobby are talking and Magic's like, I think we're about to find out. And it's just the bear and all you can see is his face and like, I guess, blood dripping or maybe it's his open mouth. Either way, it's, it's that scratchy style. And then his claws, you know, and the rest is just black space. And so one? it's like, huh. he's like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah. Where it's like, he, you know, he's got like the negative space makes him look so much bigger. 
and then it's like oh he's this shadowy figure that like lives in you know in in the 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 corners of of you know all the dark corners that you're afraid to go in you Mm. know like that's good that's good monster design you know yeah yep it reminds me of like something like alien you know, where it's like the less the less you see him, the cooler he is. Almost, <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. and like the the parts that you do are just incredible. Yeah, you're like, oh no, like, <laughs> that's, I that's did it. I wanted to see it, but now I don't want to see it. Or like, uh, there's the oh man, yeah, like this is a great one. Uh, the page where he he slashes magic. And it's the the where she it's the second time where she realizes she has the armor on her back or whatever. Oh yes. And it's just red panel, paw swipe, and her <laughs> just like ah, you know, like yeah. oh my god, there's it, just so many cool moments like that where they he really takes great ad, uh, advantage of like the just the look of this creature, the the eyes in particular, and I think when uh, when they get to issue what is this twenty? No, I think. It? You know, uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to pull it up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's right after. Yeah, issue twenty, right after Siege, where they go to the bad the the Badlands. I I like that that transition. Yeah, the, the Badlands issue twenty because okay, it's yeah. such a contrast from where they they do come from. So even though they they stay within the realm of the the hospital because they get transported in, he becomes he becomes the darkness and takes it away from the environment so that we have what was once totally black space where he was hiding in he just becomes this foreboding pre- presence and then he uses white space in that in that last page of um siege and then in the following uh issue it's like a double page and you see he's just this huge piece of uh or you just see he's this huge beast uh it within this yeah. like more uh I, I guess like prettier landscape and then he wrecks the the doctor and the and the policeman yes yeah yeah and, and i uh even that right like what a fucking moment yeah like, it's so uh yeah it's it's just like immediately unsettling right mm-hmm. and i i think um that that is one of the coolest moments probably yep just like there's so much going on in that and like the gradient of of like the character right from that white to the uh, yeah uh, that's that's really i uh, probably one of the most standout moments but even then like jumping into the <laughs> like the the badlands issue like i love the opening shot where it like recontextualizes that shot we're talking about but like w- further out and like how goofy the bear the bear looks in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like he doesn't look scary at all anymore he's just like he looks almost like a meme <laughs> yeah yeah he's like ah <laughs> The, 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 and this was the only criticism I had about the art, but that chart at the very top corner, I didn't get it. Yeah, and they they explain it, but it doesn't really make sense. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would- and, and it's like, it keeps getting bigger, and I'm like, why is it getting bigger? Like, that hasn't been established. Yeah, so they, they kind of just mentioned that Oh, he he starts to take over. Like it says, like the black areas represent areas of land consumed by the demon's bare shadow. But I don't think we needed that. No, I don't think so. I don't think it adds anything. Right. Um. It's like it's like they're trying to put a ticking clock on it, but like the situation already has stakes. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, it's like oh, like if you don't do this, he's gonna take over the world, and it's like he doesn't need to take over the world. Like the personal stakes are the thing we care about. Exactly. Yes. It just it doesn't really add anything. Yeah, that that was my that, my one criticism about I think the the art and the story where 
I was like, all right, this this wasn't necessary. Like you guys came back to it two or three times, and uh, for what? I th- I think the Badlands thing overall is probably my favorite issue, though. Yes, I I, um, I did very much like that one. Actually, no, just, I liked the one before that, the uh, siege. The siege is, I, I think siege is like the coolest in terms of just like raw horror. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, that has a lot of really good moments. But I feel like the team really got into a stride on the third one um yeah yeah okay yeah just because like look like look at that second page like after the opening one that we were just talking about like the the bear like doing the claws thing and then turning the two into their like you know like his minions or whatever like that is that is one of the coolest moments in the book they look great and just look at his face and the teeth the way the teeth are drawn like so good it's yeah it's just (laughs) it's and and i i feel like this issue really fires on all cylinders where that stuff's concerned because it's like this is where the the real fight begins. Yeah. But then, like, it keeps cutting back to, like, the hospital. And, like, you, you're still getting all those cool horror moments. But it's, like, interspersed with, with this really, like, frenetic, like, messy action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I dig that. And, and the bear does end up getting, like, more crazed. And you can sort of see it in, expressed in the eyes, the the teeth to your earlier point. Like, he gets these uh, just, like, bug, bug-eyed bug monstrous just circles and then the dot inside. Or other times it'd be a yellow, red, yellow it, contrasting. It's great. Yeah. Like, you you get the sense that, that like, you know, like, he, like he's, he's being more and more twisted by this realm that where he has power, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's getting more and more frantic and more, like, menacing almost. Like, to the point where, like, the the scene where he gets, like, cut in half, you know? Where it's, like, his eyes are just, like, circling out. And, you know, like, it's so wild looking. Yeah. This fight scene was great. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent scene. This, this is, like, what good, like, superhero combat can look like. Yes, exactly. You yep. know? Like, yep. where it's it's real, like, cerebral, cerebral and cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, they make good use of everybody's powers. Yes. This is also a good group of characters. Like, they have very visually interesting powers. And, like, they're pretty distinct. Yeah, it's not the typical, like, oh, I'm going to throw a punch at you. You're going to throw a punch at me. Yeah. It's like, no, bro, watch out, Cannonball. You go this way. Like, oh, my God, magic. Like, check out this dude. Like, it, yeah. it, it breaks out. It's really effective. And it's like magic has a fucking cool sword. Oh, and Cannonball, so cool. like, you know, fullings himself on fire. Yeah. And, you know, Bobby's powers are all, like, he's got this cool anti-matter look to them like they they all they have pretty distinct styles you know and like it it it, it works you know like this is this is this is why people like the x-men yes yep exactly you know it, it's it's just cool um so i did want to bring something up though like yeah. from a story perspective what did you make of the whole thing where the doctor or the nurse and the cop rather like get turned into the like uh demons and then they get turned back and then they're native americans for some (laughs) reason like what the hell was that about i was so confused some weird chris claymont shit he's into native americans i don't know it's like vaguely racist like it's like very like (laughs) i feel like it's not the first time he's done something similar either i feel like i feel like i remember specifically remember him doing something similar with like another culture race in the x-men proper is he is he responsible for for psylocke i don't know because that could be it (laughs) that might be him i don't remember but i feel like i feel like i've seen this before so when i saw it i was like yeah chris claremont that tracks i don't know so it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird but yeah agreed it was just like like oh the spell's been broken but uh we can't bring them back they're gonna stay this forever and i was like you implying that this is a bad thing yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It would be really weird to all of a sudden be in someone else's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels like you're very focused on the race element <laughs> yeah, of yeah. it. I was like, I don't know about that. Because it's like, 
uh, Wolfsbane. She has the line where she's like, uh, Officer Corsi and Nurse Friedlander, they're human. They aren't demons anymore, but they've not returned to their true selves. They're still red Indians. And I was like, oh, God, red Indians? That's what we're going with, Chris Claremont? I was like, oh, the 80s. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was like, definitely funny. Yeah, it's that very, like, 80s brand of, like, I don't feel like you're trying to drop a hard R racism, <laughs> but it kind of feels like it. Like, it's... It was, like, it, it just, it literally just needed somebody to, to like, to, like, be... Or, or if they, they had gone back to the scenes, he yelled out, my privilege. It's, it's just so funny to me, though, because, like, you said, like, uh, he's, like, really into Native Americans. Yeah. And it's, like... I forgot about it until this and I was like kind of looking because like I said we read the whole trilogy so I was like looking up Warpath and stuff because I like forgot about like what his deal was oh yeah and like that's another one and like I think he invented like three or four Native American X-Men like all like in this period yeah I forget a giant size X-Men he I forget what the character was was it, was it Warpath yeah oh giant size yeah the, the the last one that we read with him, um where he teams up with Ghost Rider and no 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 but then in in giant size x-men number one also like that that very oh pers- no, no, no that's his brother oh that's who it was okay yeah it's thunderbird yes, i think is his yes, name yes yes yeah and then thunderbird dies and then warpath becomes the second thunderbird and then becomes warpath ah i see that was the brother he was gonna go visit in the the demon bear story that we read gotcha okay okay yeah yes john proudstar thunderbird that's her- yes yeah john and then he dies mm-hmm. and then warpath is james <laughs> gotcha okay oh also i really really appreciated the uh the cameo by 80s punk storm oh i, I, my, I, I was gonna bring that up i, was, I love like my, that that's one of, like top three favorite character designs ever are you that's, fucking kidding me she looks so cool that's her best look <laughs> that 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 is peak storm yeah yo, she was give me uh, that back man yo hickman what's up give me that she was in the morlocks at the time yes was the thing, I, right? I, and, yeah. and uh, it's cool that i played the, into that at the end because because i was like wait a minute that guy's a morlock because i specifically remember that dude mm-hmm. uh, and and she's like thank you healer i was like oh shit she's still oh that's so cool yeah that- and he says uh thou art leader of the morlocks wind rider yes of the oh, X-Men. yes yeah my fealty and service are thine by right call me when thou hast need i shall ever answer claremont clearly just wanted to write like old medieval like he stuff totally and it was did. just like i guess i have to write the x-men yeah yeah he totally <laughs> did man that's great I feel like he has such a like he has such an Arthurian style about mm-hmm. him. <laughs> oh, but 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 wait, but yeah, but but that's that that's so that's at the end, right? And and I I did. What did you feel about Liana being the ultimate thing to defeat the the bear? Because I know the entirety of the entirety of the of um, the demon bear thing was that it was Danny who was you know who had like the power or who knew how to defeat him and all this kind of stuff. And it's weird that she knew. Or that it was weird that she didn't know she needed the sword or magic to do so. That she thought she could just kind of do it. That was one yeah. of the one piece of the story that kind of like didn't didn't track all the way for me. It, I don't think it really makes sense. Yeah. Um. I think it's one of those things where like upon examination, it kind of falls apart because it's like Danny knew, and I needed to go and make contact with her to get this information. And okay, magic now just cut him in half, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I just don't. I don't. I didn't 
totally grasp that either. Um, and I'm like trying to look at it now to see if I can like get some context there, but it doesn't. I don't think it really made sense. Yeah, she, uh, Danny, kind of got the short end on that. I definitely wanted her to get that sort of retribution, but I think in in the fallout of that, where it turns out, you know, her parents kind of come back. I think that would have been a really special moment. But again, obviously, she was. In, in surgery so yeah yeah so okay here it is wolfsbane says danny was the knowledge uh, danny was the knowledge ours the power the mutants acting as a team it must be cut it must be cut to its heart and soul yeah mm, maybe so I, I don't what well, i don't know what that means team, right like teamwork prevails i guess yeah i have the answer teamwork i guess okay eh, yeah okay. I mean, which is like fine i guess yeah yeah like I, I understand like if that's the key it's that oh like she just needed the support of her friends to do it whatever like okay but it's definitely more anticlimactic than or not not more anticlimactic it's definitely something that i, I would have liked danny to to have gotten yeah i feel like even if it doesn't if, even if it's not her mm. i feel like the whole thing feels kind of like a MacGuffin. Sure. You know, where it's like, oh, this is the, like, she's the only one who knows we need to go find out. And then it's like, oh, the, it was within us all along. Right. right. The real power was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> like, okay, exactly. great. Whatever. Like, I get it. Like, it's a story about teenage superhero team. Like, teamwork is the ultimate power. Like, it's like Kingdom Hearts, right? My friends are my power. Like, okay, cool. Fine. It's it's dumb, but it's serviceable. Uh, but at the very least, Danny gets to reconnect with her with her parents, and so that that was that was cool. That's a nice that was good for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it is a shame that she doesn't have a little more agency in the story, and it's like it's. I think it's kind of cool that like they you know in like two thousand eight, uh, the the second book in the trilogy is the X Force stuff by by Morin Chung, and like she's a bit more of an actor in that one. <laughs> you know, she's like the central force behind solving it. Um, which is a cool, but that's not as good of a story as this one. So that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and also that's not how quantum powers work. So the entire time that I was reading it, I'm like, I'm mad at this. It's like this isn't this isn't this isn't how fake science works. This, this, even this, even this fake science isn't how fake science works. That man, like that 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 whole time period was very very messy for the X Men. You know, and honestly, I wish Sean was here to speak on it because I'm sure he would defend it. But like. There's like that whole period where it's like everybody's getting secondary mutations or like their powers are getting changed and all reality altering. And it's like there's a lot of stuff like that in that period where it's like very like messy and then they hit the reset button and everyone's depowered and then they get repowered and <laughs> some people became other things instead of mutants but then they're mutants again because like what's her uh danny becomes a valkyrie oh yeah she like goes off to asgard and becomes a valkyrie at some point oh yeah because she gets the because that's how she gets the, that pegasus thing right yeah because yeah, she's like yeah, oh, once on a trip month. to whatever yeah weird yeah, it's super weird just like how they made Jubilee a vampire. It was a weird time. What? It was a weird time. Yeah, that's the thing. You didn't know that? They no. made Jubilee a vampire. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, right. I think she got depowered and then became a vampire. <laughs> Jubilee, no, everyone, you're a fan favorite. Here, vampire powers. Oh, you don't like that? Oh, no. <laughs> you're muting again, I guess. <laughs> Although we haven't seen her in House of X, have we? I thought we did. She might have been in the background at Maybe. one point. Yeah. She hasn't been like an actor, though. She hasn't done much. Hmm. Um... um Good. No. Yeah. That, that was it. That's it. Yeah. That, 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 That's that was the episode. That's all I had. We're done. No. Oh, okay. Well. All right. So f I guess final thoughts. I really, really enjoyed this. Final thoughts. I, uh, I would. Would I give this? Yeah, I would give this like a solid eight and a half. I think. I, 
I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. And I would absolutely recommend this as, as an X-Men story. As somebody who's trying to get into like, what is the, or what are the, the X-Men or the new mutants? You know, the, the what, what is the X family? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, strong, strong showing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this is the good shit, boys and girls. Uh, you know, I think I'd, I'd side with you somewhere in the eight, mm-hmm. eights, you know, uh, low to mid eights. And it's, you know, it's classic. It's a period piece in, in a lot of ways. And not not really. That doesn't mean what I just said. It, it's time <laughs> capsule is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, it's very much of its time. But it stands. And if you, if you can't get past that, then you're going to look at this differently than we are. Yes. Right? But, like, if you can appreciate the older style of comics, of, you know, art, of story delivery, like, if you can accept some of that stuff and like go in with an open mind and and like really try to appreciate it for what it is and what it does um i think there's a lot to appreciate there and i think this is one of the the classic comics that i would recommend to modern readers who are interested in getting a sense of that history a taste of that that history Mm -hmm. you know um this is certainly a good book to to take a look at you know and it's a lot different than a lot of the other claremont stuff of this era you know like like in terms of it being like horror oh yeah 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 yeah. you know like it's it's the it's similar stylistically but like the themes this isn't the kind of thing that he would have done in x-men yes yeah and that's cool Mm -hmm. so um yeah okay good good work everybody (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for joining us here in another edition of the comics pals book club uh if this is your first time joining us on a piece of comics pals content uh i hope you'll come check out our regular weekly show the comics pals where every week we talk about uh the world of comic book news and culture and uh currently we are doing a ton of x-men content so if you are an x fan and that's how you got interested in this uh this edition of the book club um go check out our weekly show because we're regularly reviewing what's going on in how of x right now we did magneto testament on last month's book club uh tons of x-men content um under our belt if you are looking for more yeah and, and, and definitely uh, stay tuned because we're definitely we're probably going to be doing a review of the actual movie the new mutants in the week and a half following the release of this so there you go. uh definitely stay tuned for that there you go um so yeah and uh again give us a like on your platform of choice subscribe to the rss go find us on youtube if you're over on youtube subscribe click the notification bell like the video uh you guys know how to do the internet stuff uh if you want to get in touch with us or join our community you can head over to our discord channel where we're regularly having conversations about comics and pretty much everything else that's nerdy going on in the world um so if you want to come connect with us and some of the other listeners of the show we hope you'll come join us over there uh, and if you want to write in with your thoughts on the book or your suggestion for our next book club, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or reach out to us at thecomicspals wherever your social media is sold. So until next time, we'll catch you. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next month on another edition of the Comics Pals Book Club. Bye.